One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What's up, legends? We got teams to go through here. We got five good questions that a couple have sent to me and a couple I've just put together from what you guys are asking me here in a little summary kind of way here. So first one we're going to go through. What's the right amount of players for round 13 and 14? And it's something we spoke about uh, in depth in that video the other day. Uh, yeah, the three, the impact of the three teams. Go, so go to that thumbnail there. That video was really important. Actually, go through goes through my buy schedule and you know, what I'm looking at with my planning in my team at the moment, where it's sitting, how many players I've got for each, uh, each game, each round there. I think it's really helpful. And this last question here, where we speak about bench and emergency, that's gonna come into play as well. So I'll pop up that spreadsheet once we get down to that one. But what we're looking at here is sort of 11 to 12 players, I think is gonna be pretty good for round 13. Because if you're someone that's pumped the trades pretty hard for this first portion of the year, you haven't saved too many, like you've saved less than three. So coming into this week, you have 27, uh, you have 25, 24 type of trades left, then you're in a little bit of trouble to be able to get a full amount of players on the park in 13, and then 14 as well. And that coincides with the emergencies and the interchange issues that you would have with some cheap guys that, that may not even play to go along with you know three teams having the buy, Eagles, Dragons, and also the Knights in round 14. And obviously seven teams with a buy and the origin players in 13 and potentially having guys not back up in 14 as well. So I think going for somewhere around that 11 to 12 mark, and that's probably 11 good players with one sort of cheapie that might get you a 20 or a 25 or something like that. So that's where I'd be at for 13. I just think if you overload and go for 13, you're probably going to have 13 or 14 max in round 14, unless you're trading really hard. Obviously through that period, you can have four trades, but I think that if you do use those four trades in that time, you're gonna run out very quickly. Yes, you get eight at the end of the buy period, but if you're pumping trades just for the buy rounds here, you're trading out a lot of keepers, you're bringing in marginal keepers who you're going to have to trade out come round 2021 anyway. So I think that would be a big mistake if you went really, really hard in just 13 and 14 because that would leave you short for 16. Like if, you, if you're having, if you're not having to trade too hard through round 13 and 14, that means you've gone heavy on teams and players that uh, are out in round 16. So you're looking at all the, the Bunnies guys, all the Broncos guys, obviously Cowboys guys in 15, 
uh, they're not too bad for you, but you'd have you know, sort of three or four out in round 15, which could make that round actually surprisingly a little bit hard for you to, for you to do really well. Um, yeah, Dragons guys in round 16, so you'd be pumping your team full of them. And that would be okay, but then you'd have to make sort of a bunch of trades in 15 and 16 to then get round 16 right. So something to think about if you're looking at your team and, and how it's constructed at the moment. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll pop that up now there. So we've got my squad here. And yeah, if you're in blue, you're not playing in, in round 13. So this is before any trades this week. So it would be three, four, seven. And then Katoa wouldn't count because he's not, because uh, I'd have three halves in that position playing in round 13. So you're looking at that there. I only have seven available in 13, which means I have a lot on the buy or, or out for origin. And then round 14, Hopgood, Miller, Brown, uh, Ben Malcolm-Silla and Talau, both unlikely to play. If they do, great, but they're not going to score us anything special anyway, not, nothing to, to move the needle. So I would have five out in that round, which leaves me with already 16 players available. And that is currently not bringing in any further Knights players, any further, um, what do you got there, Eels players, for example. Um, yeah, in for round 14 there that would be out in that one and stuffing me around. So that would mean that I'm bringing in guys that are going to be out in 16 most likely, unless I'm bringing in more Cowboys players. The guys I'd be bringing in would be Dragons players and the like there, which if you look at 16 at the moment, I have yeah a few more players playing. Seven, we got all the way up to 11, which is solid. So that's good for now, but I'm going to be reducing that number when I trade out some of these guys that have a buy in round 13 or, or Origin guys for guys that are going to be out in 16. The only origin guy I think I'm going to move on is Murray. So in that case, moving him on at the moment would mean that I do get an extra player in 16, just naturally, which is good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at at the moment. I've got Murray in that interchange there in 14, if you, if you were looking at that. So that's where we're at with that uh, sort of planning at the moment. I think you need to look at that in depth. All right, we've got Cam. He is back. Jack under de Bedlin. <laughs> course he is. Um, Jamie Gunsbrown, oh, I've missed you in your analysis on my team. You've been MIA, Cam. Good to have you back in a decent rank as well, 3,200 after a big week last week. I think 850, 850 odd last week. No, 820-odd was something good anyway. Um, but yeah, what have we got here? Best approach to stealing the moon. I I think it's pretty easy, man. Surely just throw a lasso around it and bring it down. That's how they do it in the movies, right? Uh, what color is a humdigger? I'm going to say pink. There you go. Fastest way to get a six pack in three days. I need to impress my cousin. That's really strange. And I think we'll move on from that. Impress your cousin. Please tell me it's not a girl. Come on, Cam. Trade in targets. Manu, TPJ, Bird, Hosts, and slash GCAM. Trade out targets. BMM, Warwick, Eligatawa, and Lioro. Okay. Yep. Fair on all, all fronts there. Ben Melchizedek straight to Manu. Why the hell do you have so many, so much cash available? And if you're going to do that, this is something I'm speaking about with the, the bench. So, him having done that now is going to be really helpful for the squad there, I think, going going forward in that one. So he's already brought in Manu, and that leaves him with a bench of Katoa, Luke, Couchman, Camperera, and Talau. A bunch of those guys either aren't going to be playing or they're going to be pretty low score in your squad. So if you're counting them as a number in 13 and 14, it does make it pretty tough. So I think for you, mate, improving that position and trading out Ben Middle Eventually moving on from like Camperera would be a good idea. Couchman, you want to get a, a bunch more uh, cash rises out of him. But, you know, moving on from one of those dud cheapies right now to a gun in Manu, I think is going to be the best play here. Let's do one more. First and first, 13. There you go. Hi, Jamie. Love the vids. Thank you, mate. Hoping you make, help me make a few decisions. My targets are Bird, Manu, and other general guns that could help me gain ranks through the buy period. Who should I look to sell? In here, I think 
Having Bloor there is a bit frustrating. Low break even, I think you can hold him and use him as a looper this week, especially when you've got you know, guys like Katoa and Couchman that you could try and loop with and you know, 40 and those types of players there. So that's cool. If you're looking at your top four, they're amazing. Don't look to trade out them. I think you know Preston, Hosking, Ford, Katoa, Bloor, Couchman, Metal Priscilla, there's a lot of edges in this squad. And then Lemuelu, who can cover that position as well. I think one of them needs to go in the next couple of weeks. It might be Katoa. You don't have the arrow, so that helps you on that front. You also don't have Warbrick, so you're only sitting there with Grant and Katoa in the Storm side, so you could hold both of them. That would be fine. Katoa has the potential chance to, to be a keeper longer term, which is good, so that's that. But Lockie Miller, Perham, and Tabuai Fido. I think Perham's the one to move on. You obviously don't have much cash in the bank, and I don't know who you'd go to, so you might have to drop down from someone which is a bit, a little bit hard, to be honest with you, with your position at the moment. So it's almost worth holding this week. My thoughts were Alimonium, Perum, Manu, and a cheapie. Can you actually do that? How cheap? Yeah, I suppose you could, but is that a real good cheapie? You've got Nicarima at the cheapest price. Yeah, you could go Granville, which would be a big risk, and then you're you're showing yourself that you have, you know, Bloor, Katoa, Couchman, Metal Priscilla, Nicarima, and Granville. So I would probably hold off on that one, just bring in another cheapie that we're not sure is going to do really well. Uh, center, I have so much money tied. I uh, have so much money tied up in the mids. Maybe sell Murray and get TPJ or Alamotti to Manu. That would be better. I, I would understand that. But yeah, that's the decision you made last week or the week before was to get Madison, and, and that sort of has put a lot of money in that position. I think you could do it this week if you wanted to, but I still feel like Murray is a hold all the way through or close to round thirteen, unless there's like a, a must-have in in some cheaper position that's going to do a better job for you. So that's that. Before we move on to this squad, we'll get back into the questions. Number two, captaincy rankings. I think it's very clearly Hines on top against a slightly lesser opponent. Cleary up against the Bunnies. It's probably going to be wet here in, in Sydney. I'm, I'm up the coast at the moment, but it's absolutely pissing down at the moment. So does that help or hinder Cleary? I don't think it makes it any easier, but I think it's going to be a, a lot of kicking, you know, back and forth in this one. Uh, obviously, both teams like to run the footy, but I, I can see a back and forth affair of kicking. I, I'm personally probably going to be captaining Cleary, and I think Haas would be next. If you want to go real risky, you could go for like a Manu or something like that, but it's very, very interesting how, how this is going to work uh, in captaincies this week, and nothing is super clear. Cleary, obviously, you know, in the past, you've, you've captained him against great teams, and he's done great, so it's never usually a big problem, but we saw how he played at the start of the year. He's playing different to how he played in those first couple of games, and you know, he got injured in one of them, and he got 60 in the other, so yeah, not too bad overall. I think he's still a good captaincy opportunity, probably somewhere in the 60s, some, similar to what Haas is going to get anyway. Murray would be fine as well. Uh, Grant would also be fine, but you're obviously scared of his 36, but I'm expecting a big bounce back, and, and I really think... Grant could be the one to absolutely smash it for you. So he's in that three and four bracket, I think, as well. All right, let's move on to that next one. So what have we got here? After a few good rounds of stagnated of late, luckily I haven't lost rank, sitting at 6,000, but I need to start climbing a bill for Origin. The three trades I've made so far, would love to hear your thoughts and alternatives. All right, what are the trades? Pretty sure I'm Bloor to host, Param to Crossland trades, but I'm also considering Cheese in place of one of them. I think Cheese is a solid one. He doesn't help you for origin cover. He helps you for next week, obviously, but so does Tanner Boyd. So if you're holding Tanner Boyd longer term, then I think Smithy's going to be fine. He could cover mids uh, as well as, you know, Boyd, he could cover half as well. And I think both of them are fine, but I will also look to hold Bloor. So however that works for you. Also, considering cheese, a bit more expensive, but maybe helpful during the origin than Crossland. Well, in terms of your half position, you have Boydie, who can cover with 
with Cleary and Johnson for the half. So just think about that. And you got Katoa as well. So probably not worth bringing in another half on top of that. Uh, but I understand why you're looking to do that. It doesn't really fix round 13 if you get, if you bring in cheese, for sure. Talk between fixing weak areas like wing fullbacks and centers now or preparing for round 13 where basically every part of my team is lacking currently. Yeah, well, that's fair. Um, wing fullbacks and, yeah, I think wing fullback you got to fix. That's where I'd be looking to improve. Other options, uh, considering Hammer, Walsh, Penasini. Hammer, the cheapest, obviously. Then Penasini, then Walsh. So you can make that decision there. I think you should go a wing fullback first. So let's rule out Penasini in that one. Hammer covers both, which is great. Um, you've got Jack DeBellin. Oh, these are the trades there. Bloor to DeBellin, Cartwright to Crossland, Parham to Host. I think you use Cartwright and Parham to get a good wing fullback. Maybe it's Hammer, maybe it's Walsh. Either one of them I think is good. And then Parham to Host would be fine. I can see that as a good trade. Um, so you've already brought them in and you still have the bad wing fullback. So yeah, I think yeah, I just improve that wing fullback there's no real reason to get another gun mid at this stage. You know, when you've got. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 40 there to cover. I understand having some type of mid. Debella might be that play. Uh, it's very tough, actually. You got taps there. Potentially, you trade taps instead because yeah, you've got so many good mids. If you are bringing DeBellin, I think trading out taps would be the way to go to get a good wing fullback. So that would be my play on that one, mate. Well done with your team so far. Well, Caleb in at 3,400, but let's go back to the questions. Get someone who will only make a little bit of money, but plays two more games than others over by period. Yeah, so let's have a look at that as well on my spreadsheet. If you're looking at Dolphins players for one, that's a, an important one there. You've got, let's just look at Katoa down here or Lemuelu. So Lemuelu down here has only misses one game over that seven game period. So eight game period, sorry, uh, which is really important. So he obviously misses in round 11, but then only misses one from there. You look at other players, Cleary for one. Yeah, he's someone that misses three games. There's other, ga other people that miss two games, which is very fair as well, Miller. Someone like that is just going to miss the two games. So Ali, these types of players, only two. So how you need to look at this is, is if you have someone who's playing, you bring in Hammer, he doesn't play Origin. He plays a couple games more than someone of his caliber. So if you pick another wing fullback like Teddy, you say that they're going to be fairly close in, in point scoring output, which is going to be you know, fair. Let's just say they're five to 10 points difference, but... For, for this example, they're both going to score the same. You, you're trying to pick it, you're trying to pick between two guys in in one week, and they both score the same. They both cover the same position. So how that would work is if Hammer and, and Teddy are averaging 45 each, you would then be replacing them with either no one in that week. So you'd lose 45 points twice, 90 points across those two weeks, 45 points if they're only uh, playing one less than than the Hammer. That would be fine. Ugh. One week would be fine, but two, ugh, not good. If you have a replacement, they're likely to score 25 to 30. So you're losing 15 to 20 points across both of those weeks. So however that works there, 30 to 40 across those two. What that means is, is that worth a trade to try and get that extra points in those kind of weeks? Is it worth stuffing up your team 
across those weeks to get that extra points. And, and it's not. 15 to 20 points is great, but across those weeks, it, you'd rather keep a, a good player in your side that's going to miss a couple of weeks that's going to be there at the back end. One, so you can save a trade, but two, so you're just you're not absolutely moving things around all the time and, and trying to sneak that extra little bit and you're know, stressing yourself out across that period because that's the hardest part. It's just the stress around it all and making sure you're getting this certain amount of players. You're trying to think of, of uh, trying to get yourself to a point where you're getting a certain amount of points each and every week. It's not you know, not necessarily around players. It's all around those points, which is the most important part. So that's what I'd be thinking around that. It happens in a lot of those positions. So, you know, if you if you don't have a ridiculous amount of, of origin guns in, your, in there, you've got some guns that are New Zealand players uh, that aren't gonna miss time over that period, then they're gonna be absolute gold. And if you are bringing in guys from here on, having a look at if they miss one game, if they miss two games in that origin period, if they miss two, is it in a big major bye week? Is it in a lesser week? Yeah, you, know, you look at Parramatta, they have buys in 14 and 18, and that's very helpful. Uh, whereas, you know, guys like Hammer, he misses one, but it's in 16. So how much does that hurt, hurt you in that one? So think of it like that, guys, and we'll get back to our lovely team. Caleb, problems, emergencies are not earning money. I want to get Hines for captaincy, improve wing fullback. Okay, you can get Hines for captain. I understand that. But you have Cleary, Johnson, Boyd at the moment, Crossland, uh, no Katoa, but yeah. Anyway, you've got too many halves at the moment. I don't think you can get Hines unless you were trading out Johnson, which you, know, you could almost straight do right now. Johnson to to uh, to Hinesy there. I want to get Hines captain. Improve your wing fullback. So if you're going to improve your wing fullback, you're not going to be able to get Hines. So just uh, get that. Yeah, learn, learn that at the moment and, and work that out now. Can't wait to quite decide what the most important problem to solve. This will determine how to spend my cash in the bank. 204k. Planning on keeping Thompson for center wing fullback cover. Beautiful. I think Warbrick is time to go with that 200K. That's simple as. Uh, Crossland's making money, but no one else. I need to get BMM to allow to start making cash. I can't see any clear cash scours considering upgrading one of them to someone like Host, but worried about having that much money in my emergencies. Well, you don't want to have no one in your emergencies, like in terms of cheapies. I think that would be uh, not great. I would be moving on from Cartwright. You could go Cartwright to Host if you wanted to. That would be fine. You could upgrade Warbrick. You can upgrade SJ to him. Yeah, I just don't really rate it because Johnson's going to be so great through the origin period. Need to stop having to play Warbreak in the ideal world. The Roosters get things together. I can bring in Manu if he stays at six or Tedesco in round, round nine. Yeah, either one of them is fine. I, the suggestion I made, Cartwright down and then upgrading Warbreak would be great if you're going to hold Thompson. Uh, you could upgrade a Ben Malcolm-Masilla, but you're not in the worst position for uh, your team value and the, the amount of cheapies you got sitting there. Thompson's going to do a job over that period for sure, especially through round 13. Uh, Host will do that as well. Oh yeah, I think that's where the team's at at the moment. Good stuff. All right, Mr. Keyworth, thank you for sending me through again. Uh, we'll get through those questions first. Top Guns to Target for Origin. I'll go in depth next week. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, that was me adding that at the end. I'll go in depth next week. But we're looking at non-origin guys from Dolphins who missed one game there. Dragons who miss you know, one clear one in round 16 and then one right at the end. You've got the Raiders there who miss uh, a game this week. And then you get them all the way through to round 16 as well. So they're important for, for 13. Broncos are in 16 as well. Cowboys are in 15. So and 20. That's the Cowboys one. 15, 19? No, 1520 uh, is, is a cow. So important there to to pick up guys like that. So obviously Dolphin guys are clear. It's you know, really Hammer. Lemuelu, I wouldn't really look to pick him up, but you know, Hammer's the only real top gun that you'd be looking to select from the, the Dolphin side. Gilbert's there, but he'll be an origin guy. Dragons, it's it's the birds of the world. Jack DeBellins, that's who I'd be looking at there only. Raiders, it's really Tuppity. 
That's all I'd be looking at there. Broncos, you've got Walsh. If he doesn't make Origin, it'll be somebody you'd be looking at. Hassan Carrigan will play Origin. No real other guns. Like Reynolds could be a half, a half a play there for sure. A lot of people have him already, but he's been doing pretty solidly. And Cowboys, guys like Drinkwater could be an option if they start to pick things up. Holmes will be gone. Uh, Robson, still, still a target to be looking at there. In those ones, yeah, just really any non-origin guns that you could you could think of. Obviously, McInnes will do a bit of a job over that time, but they don't have any origin guys apart from potentially Hines, which doesn't affect him. Uh, so that's just a general thought, but I will do a massive video on this. I think, I'm thinking Monday when we have no games on, content's going to be a little bit slow next week, or it's going to be after really fast after, you know, from Wednesday, um, just for Wednesday and Thursday, unfortunately. So I will get that big video out on Monday. I'm very excited for that one as well. Before we talk about the bench and the emergency issues, let's get back to our lovely team here. Yeah, Maddie's team. So <clears throat> sitting here at a solid rank of 4,800, needs to keep moving this team value up, which is solid at the moment, 12.33. Uh, remember, he's got his little gun, milk for cash, stay, still making plenty of cash or on the chopping block there at the moment. So trade our targets, Carrigan, Trindle, and Cartwright if bench. So as I said, guys, you can wait most likely until that second game of the round. Just lock in your Panthers guys, your Bunnies guys in the starting side, captaincy, vice captaincy, and then you don't have to make any trades unless you're looking to bring one of those guys in whether it be uh, a Ford or something is the only frustrating thing for me that I'm not really going to know the Hopgood situation uh, before I bring in a Ford, uh, sorry, not Ford, a host. I keep getting them mixed up, their four-letter words. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my only issue at the moment is, is that host situation and what we do with him if uh, Hopgood is you know starting or benched or whatever. Anywho, uh, milk. There's milk everywhere. If I hold for loot, do I just hold till 13 and hope, hope uh, Heinz plays Origin? Big dollar gains. For sure, man. I think that's fine. It's obviously a little bit of cash. If there's a clear trade out, a trade in target for Trindle, then I think that would be great. Oh, Miller's got a photo. Didn't even notice that. That's great. Good on you, Mill. Uh, trade in targets host Panasini, Moses, JMK, Robson in a few weeks. So, yeah, still sitting with uh, no clear hooker gun. Obviously, Marty's there, but he's uh, been average at the moment. 39. Trade ideas Carrigan to host plus Cardi or Cardi. Oh, sorry. Carrigan Toast plus Cardi to Pedersen Moses. If Cardi gets benched, I found that solid. With a fair bit of cash in the bank, 166 remaining or 322 for Pedersen. Carrigan Toast, Trindle to Pedersen Moses. Uh, sorry, Carrigan, yeah, Trindle. Yep, sweet. I think Cardi's probably the trade out anyway, man. I think that's fine. No Trindle, equal no loop. Probably use cash for Moses next week. I think the loop's going to be great, man. You've got Couchman, Kenny, Warbrick, Sonny Luke, all guys that I think you should be looping there. So I would hold Trindle in that one. Probably look to to do the first one then. I think I think Cardi out and bringing in Moses would be great. You have Bird, Alamotti, which is cool. Hammer, they could slot into the center position. Sloan's doing a job, which is fine. You've got Kenny as uh, your hooker cover, who I told you to play last week and you didn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's what we're looking at there. There are other thoughts, really. I think Cardi and Carrigan, probably the players, and you can get anyone you want, really, which is great. Origin plan, needs six more players to play in round, uh, play 13 in round 13. He's in the same position as me there. Currently, what, Hobson for Robson for hook, and I'll, we'll be cut price in a few weeks. Yeah, that definitely helps. Harris for mid, wait a couple of weeks for sure. Also, you could almost wait till 13, I think, with Harris. Host for edge, Moses for half, Penasini for center. These are my best options for cover when looking at the full eight-week origin period based on current prices and form. Host seems the most urgent for this week, along with Penasini as they love the lowest BEs, although I can afford Moses instead of Penasini. I want to go for sheer points if I want to go for sheer points rather than price. Yep, I agree with all that. Um, he's flatlining too. Maybe he's dying. 
there you go. Good ranking though after the uh, the slow start, but yeah, that's that one there. And then just finishing off with uh, my final thoughts on the bench and emergency issues. So we spoke about that as being really important. If you've got BMM, Talao, Couchman, all these guys that aren't going to score too great, most likely over the origin period, you have them sitting there for the entirety of the time. And that means round 14, you're going to struggle a little bit. Round 17, you know, even there, I've got 17 currently, but that could, it's going to change dramatically, I'd imagine, over that time. Uh, round 18, should most likely be fine as well, but you've got Eels players on a buy, so I'm sitting there currently with, with 17 available in round 18 when there's only one team on the buy. So fixing up that you know those positions there is going to be pretty important just to get, you know, when I spoke about before about you know picking two guys that one had the one buy, one had two, or one had three, this is making it look like you're missing out on 20 to 30 points every single week for eight rounds. So that's pretty wild, right? So 160 points over that period, a lot bigger than 30 or 40. So worrying about your emergencies is a lot more important than worrying about that marginal guy that's going to miss that one extra game. So something to think about, something to leave it on. And we'll get through my trades, potential trades in, in the next video later today. I'm not sold at the moment. I think I am going to have to wait for the Hopgood news unless I'm happy to just hold him this week and make our decisions going forward. Like he can still get 50 minutes and score really well but I am worried about his output if he's not in the starting side getting big minutes. So I'll leave you at that and good luck with this week, guys. Long one.